What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 377 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast Hot Tags of the Week, where we will be breaking down some of the current events, the gossip, the news, the rumors, and everything else that's on the steamy side of things going down in the world of professional wrestling over the past few days. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me, as always, is Robert DeFelice. Uh, did you say break it down? Yeah. Something, something, uh, suck it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. Degeneration X in the Hall of Fame. I think, like, for me, this is making me feel old, <laughs> quite <laughs> frankly. But yeah, fuck yeah, wrestling. Well, let's go with that one. I mean, it is the headline and... Fuck it, it's the one I want to talk about kind of the most, too, uh, to a certain extent, because later on in April, I guess, technically, no, actually, April's the beginning of that, so the end of March, or middle of March, I don't fucking know, I'm tired, uh, at some point, we're going to do our usual breakdown of wrestling with the past, and we will be going down all the Hall of Fame members and just kind of giving our, uh, you know, retrospective viewpoint of these different men and women, but we will talk a little bit here and there throughout each of the coming weeks, whenever they announce the different people that are going to be inducted, you know, just kind of general thoughts and all that. And yes, indeed, the first group of people that we've got for the class of 2019 WWE Hall of Fame is Degeneration X, which includes Shawn Michaels. He's now a two-time Hall of Famer, like Ric Flair, or he will be, I should say. Triple H, Degeneration X also includes China. You've got New Age Outlaws and X-Pac. Now, they are ignoring a couple people that were in DX, but, you know, kind of not in the same regard. They're not getting another Rick Rude. We're not getting Hornswoggle, thankfully. Not getting Tori. And I don't remember this being the case, but Stephanie was apparently in DX. I mean, Stephanie was, Stephanie was only in DX in the sense of, like, Tory was in DX from the McMahon Helmsley regime. But I think when people think about Degeneration X, these are the five that you think of. You think of Sean and Hunter, and then the DX army of X Pac, Billy Gone, Bro Dog, and China. So I think this is more than appropriate, and I think honestly, more of a push for on the back end of this, let's get the Hard Foundation in. Like, why not have them go in the same year, you know? I think that this is actually an indicator that that's not happening. I, I think it is as well. I'm just saying, I I think if you want to create a legendary class, and you could literally, somebody said this, I think it was uh, on one of the uh, weekly podcasts or something, said this could be the class itself. You've got a tag team in the Outlaws, a woman in China, <laughs> Uh, you've got X-Pac, and then you've got Triple H. Like, this could be the class all by themselves. And, you know, what a class they make. Technically, China is doing double duty as also the deceased member of the class. Yes. So, I mean, you would really only need a celebrity. And at that point... And at that point, you could just like be Tyson. like, Hey, Tyson, you're a two-time all of favor. Um, I really... You know, if they ever wanted to make the Hall of Fame shorter, and God knows it should be, that's a good way to do it. Just dedicate it all to DX. Well, they need to add a couple more people in there. You know, we're going to get the Warrior Award. 
You know, we're going to get some kind of a celebrity. Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to get the Legacy Award, most likely, which that they breeze by that. They're just kind of like, here's a bunch of old people, only Callum knows, and then the end of it. But I don't know. I mean, I kind of... Um, Part of me really, really hates the idea that there's such a thing as two-time Hall of Famers, because it just doesn't make any sense to me. But then again, it's Shawn Michaels, so it's like, you know, preferential treatment. I know that some people are going to bitch about this, but China doesn't need to go in by herself to have this be a good thing. You know, some people are complaining about this, and they're going like, this isn't good enough. It's fucking still the Hall of Fame. Like... She's still going to go in as the same equal Hall of Famer as everybody else. Like, you don't need yeah. to nitpick this, you know? I think if you're going to bitch about this, then, oh God, forgive me, I'm not comparing China to Jim the Animal Nightheart, but then Jim the Animal Nightheart deserves to go in by himself and not as just, hey, hard foundation, you know? Right. But if you're going to bitch about this, then... Arn Anderson should have gone in by himself, you know? Like, yeah, what? and at that point, you start bringing a whole bunch of different tag teams together, and you start going, well, you know, why not do that for everybody? They did it with, they didn't put Edge and Christian in together, but should we do Jeff Hardy by himself and not Matt Hardy and not do the Hardy Boys? You know, it's like, China was a member of DX, and this is a means to get China in there without focusing on the fact that they've got another deceased person. You've got X-Pac in there, which X-Pac arguably should have gone in on his own, too. The New Age Outlaws, arguably, I mean, I don't even think that's an argument, should have gone in as a tag team by themselves. And you're lumping them all together. And that means if it's good enough for the New Age Outlaws and it's good enough for X-Pac, it's good enough for China, too. You know? Yeah. And, like, let's let's be real here. X-Pac deserves to go in by himself. He does. Absolutely. Absolutely. All, of, all of them should. That's the thing, including China. I, I agree with the statement that she could have gone in by herself, but she should have gone in back when she was still alive. And I, I think people forget, because somebody actually asked me, what do you mean China's not in the Hall of Fame? They didn't put her in right after she died. And I said, you know, no, right before she died, she had just accused Hunter of abusing her. Like, they... They had gone through a lot of stuff, and I mean, Triple H has never been shy about, yes, China will and should be in the Hall of Fame, but when the time is right, I always knew DX is going in as a group, that's a, that's how China gets in. And there, there's nothing wrong with that, because yes, she was the first woman IC champion, and yes, she was the first woman in the Rumble and for a brief period of time, the number one contender for the world title. But at the end of the day, when you think of China, you think of Triple H, and you think of Degeneration X. That's how she got her start. That's how she broke in. Well, she didn't technically get her start because she was with Triple H a little bit before that, around that. But, yeah, it's like, when push comes to shove, if it's good enough for the other members of DX... People shouldn't be really complaining that this isn't good enough for China because she still is going in as the Hall of Famer. And that's the main goal. Like If everybody was like, she needs to go in the Hall of Fame, which everybody fully agreed with, it was like, all right, well, she's going in now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of like, 
I like this, uh, that they're going in as Degeneration X to a certain extent. I would be totally fine with them going in by themselves year by year. And, you know, uh, I'm not going to complain. I found a couple things interesting about this, though. Like, it is going to be kind of interesting that we're going to have somebody from All Elite going in. Yep. Yep. So, that's kind of funny. Who inducts them? Because that could have been a, like, think about it. You could have had, if New Age Outlaws went in by themselves, you could have had X-Pac induct them. If X-Pac would have went in by himself, you could have had Scott Hall, you could have had Diesel, you could have had Triple H, you know, a bunch of different people could have inducted him. Probably, I would assume, Scott Hall. If you go with China, you go with, like, Triple H, I would assume, is the one that kind of does that. But as a group... You can't have obviously Rick Rude. You can't have anybody really that stands out in my mind. So my instinct was the Rock, because I'm trying to think about rivals, right? So like Rock came to mind, Bret Hart came to mind. Like these are these are people who feuded with DX and would make sense to induct them. But I think you pull out the Austin card here, and they're good enough to be inducted by Vince McMahon. They might. Vince McMahon's one of the only three options that I could think of. Uh, Vince being one of the ones where it's like a good fallback at the very least. If they really wanted to kind of stretch it a little bit, maybe, maybe Sergeant Slaughter, because they did do a little thing like that. I but... would like, you know who else? You know who's a really good name here? Michael Cole, they made a fucking dick. They did. Out of Michael Cole. Yeah, they like, fucked with him a lot. So that could be a possibility. But the other one that I was thinking was that they just don't have an induction from anybody. Oh, like, like they go, they go the Oscars route. They just have the, like the video. Pa- uh, you know, I'm assuming Jerry the King Lawler is probably going to host it again this year. And he just goes, let's take a look at Degeneration X or whatever like that. And then they just have over the loudspeaker, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Degeneration X. And they skip a whole like pre-induction kind of thing because that way they can get X-Pac to talk and, you know, so on and so forth. Like everybody talks a little bit. Um, I'm going to, if I had to put money on it, I'm going to say Holland Nash do it. Yeah, it's a possibility too. I'll be curious to see what that happens with, and they might not announce it ahead of time. They might announce it pretty quickly, uh, not pretty quickly, uh, pretty soon, like right around WrestleMania time, or fuck it, who knows? But we will be, of course, talking about a couple other things when it comes to Degeneration X over the next month or so uh this week we might actually be doing something dedicated specifically to china with a one more match dedicated to her so stay tuned for that kind of stuff and then of course at the wrestling with the past we will be breaking down like memories that we have and you know maybe talking about like who's your favorite member or like you know whatever the case may be like that so first group of people in the hall of fame is a strong group and that's uh hopefully the precedent that they set going forward uh yeah i Listen, I only really have one strong request for this year, and it's Cindy Lauper as celebrity. 
she Other than that, should be, yeah. Whatever you do is fine. Something that I'm interested in, maybe possibly make, write an article about, but fuck it, I'll spoil it here anyway. Uh, you mentioned Sandy Lauper. I was mulling around the idea in my mind the other day that maybe if they want to bring back that WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal and they want to make it a something-something memorial, and they can't do the Fabulous Moolah thing, of course, because of the whole backlash from before, Wendy Richter. She was the first woman to compete at WrestleMania. Just do that well, and then have Cindy Lauper be in the Hall of Fame this year. Then you can kind of tie that in together. You know, I really like that, actually. I was I was scared that you were going to call it the girls just want to have fun. Fuck <laughs> 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 it, do yeah. that too. I don't know. But yeah, I like it. So speaking of girls just want to have fun, let's talk about Total Divas for as much as we can stomach it. They've announced some changes to the cast. Ronda Rousey and Sonya Deville are going to be joining because they are losing a lot of people. They're losing Paige, Lana, and the Bella Twins are actually not going to be on Total Divas anymore. They're going to just focus on Total Bellas, which to me is kind of like, I don't know, inside baseball or something. It it seems kind of stupid to me to be like, I don't want to do the Total Divas thing anymore. I just want to focus on my brand kind of a thing. Uh, I think Nikki's you know supposed to I... still be like a producer or something for Total Divas, so yeah, whatever. I'm sort of this crossover. To me, it sounds like when it's like The Rock not being in the video game when he first left, or like you know having to admit to yourself that Cena is no longer a full time guy. This is like solid. Okay, the Bellatwins are not. WWE superstars anymore. You say that now, but wait until uh, the Bell Twins become Whoa. women's tag team champions. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm just saying that they're not full time. But yes, they're going to eventually hold those titles. Oh no, they're people that come back to WWE when they feel like their star is falling a little bit. Um, for that matter, Total Bellas, fuck off. You know, all those shows. Like, listen to me, dude. I want Nikki Bella to be successful. I want Nikki Bella to be a success. I want Brie Bella to be a success. I do not like the idea that we should be privy to your dating lives. I don't like the idea that you're supposedly putting your life on display. And then when something really big happens in your personal life, and people won't want, or feel entitled to know about it, you're like, hey, fuck you, it's my personal life. No, it's fuck you, you put it out there. <laughs> like, I I just don't like the concept of reality TV. Well, it's the same thing as what people do on Facebook, where they bitch and complain about stuff, and then they say, why doesn't anybody stay out of, their bus- uh, out of my business? Like, you're looking for drama, and you're looking for the attention that comes along with it. And as long as people know that that's the case then there's always this kind of two-way mirror kind of a thing where it's like i don't know if you're smart enough for reality tv you don't buy into any of the reality tv and then you're watching it just for some kind of like weird kind of uh schadenfreude kind of thing and at the same time, if you're dumb enough for that, you don't fucking care. And you're just sitting there going, oh, my God, I can't believe Nikki got treated on by what it's like. Oh, who fucking cares? You know, it's just these shows are dumb. And I'm sorry if you're a fan of them, but fucking they need to stop. On the back end of that, though, 
I love real Daniel Bryan. And will always watch whatever Daniel Bryan is doing on any of these shows. You know? I've got no problem with him. Real John Cena, however, is a different story. And actually, the way John Cena presented himself on these shows made him look like a real dick. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, there is that weird side of it, too. I just think that the idea that they're putting in Ronda Rousey and Sonya Deville to kind of cover the other people, it's kind of funny because at the same time, Lana's supposed to have left because people didn't really like her, which I'm kind of curious why, but then again, I didn't watch the show, so I don't know if she's a real, like, real pain in the ass or something. Paige is like, I don't know, it's almost as if it seems like they, they want to go, like, on and off. Like, we've gotten enough Paige for a little bit, let's not do this, let's have a break or something. And Ronda Rousey doesn't strike me as the type of person that's really all that interesting, you know? Not that really crap on somebody I don't know, but doesn't she just, like, kind of hang out on her farm and just do that and nothing else? I think here's why Ronda. The series hit ratings, uh, all-time ratings lows. And I think they're like, hey, panic mode... Just like the Bella Twins are hitting panic mode and saying, you know, series lows? Okay, we're out of here. The the people are like, wait a minute, let's get Rhonda in here to see if that ups our ratings. I think the ratings were fine before they put it on fucking Wednesday. Who the fuck watches anything on a Wednesday? And I'll, I'll be honest, from a WWE perspective, like, WWE's mass-tweeting Total Divas... And NXT shit at the same time. And that's very confusing. Wouldn't shock me at all if WWE wouldn't be super butthurt about these shows ending to try to put them on the network, you know? Oh, and I think that'd be better. Oh, then again, holy foley. No, but I I think that would be better because if you like it, hey, it's there for you. If you don't... You know, that is your discretion. You don't have to watch this. Well, I mean, you don't have to watch it anyway. Yeah, true. But, like, I don't know. I feel like you have to promote it more if it's on television. <laughs> uh, let's go from that to other kind of drama. Let's pivot to the Corey Graves situation. Corey Graves has been accused of cheating on his wife with Carmella, but little bit of a twist in the story today from some other outlets it seems as though there's a situation going on where maybe it wasn't necessarily the case uh let me backtrack a little bit and kind of fill people in if they weren't really aware of this the other day there was a thing going out with Corey graves wife where she was posting on instagram saying that he was cheating on her with carmella And she put up a little video that Carmella was wishing their daughter, if I remember correctly, uh, like a happy birthday. And that, you know, that was one of their idols and it really hurts and their suicide attempts and all this kind of horrible stuff. Well, when it comes to Elimination Chamber, they even did something like they the announcers didn't get entrances because I guess that they were assuming that they would get some kind of a feedback with the Corey Graves thing and stuff like that. Now. There's a little bit of a difference uh, in the story today because more information came out that Corey Graves has not even been 
living with his ex-wife for two months, that they've been in divorce proceedings for six months, and that this wasn't something where he was cheating on her. It was just that he just decided to start dating Carmilla. And I'm assuming his soon-to-be ex-wife, you know, separated from her after a while. She just kind of, like, flipped out and took this as a means to, you know, lash out on the internet and everything like that. Craig Graves had tweeted something or he responded on Instagram or something like that. Honestly, I can't remember off the top of my head because I'm tired, but he had said something about, you know, you might want to take this down because WWE doesn't really want to do the whole lawsuit kind of thing. And I'm getting the feeling that this is more of a case of somebody who's jaded over a relationship breaking up and wanting to just take this as I'm the victim here. Crap out on Corey and crap out on Carmella and paint them to look bad than to be a situation where she's actually looking for some kind of retribution and that she deserves it or anything like that. So in 24 hours, essentially, uh, 48 really, this has gone from Corey Graves is a real piece of shit cheating on his wife and Carmella's pretty, you know, uh, trashy to be cheating on, or not cheating on, she's not cheating on anybody, but, you know, being the muse for cheating i guess you could say to being oh okay so they're a normal couple and the ex-wife's just kind of crazy that's kind of funny to me so now that i put all that out there uh rob what do you think about this whole thing are you uh pro carmella pro Corey, pro ex-wife pro uh just the drama <laughs> like, <laughs> i i'm pro what the fuck is going on here like i i got wind of this when my friend just sent me like a random screenshot of the Instagram post and I'm like, that's awkward and uncomfortable. Especially with like the claims that Corey Graves was suicidal. And I thought at first that he was saying to her that he was sorry he cheated on her and he maybe a little suicidal over getting caught. Right. But then I found out that he was like, just that was him in the past. And she was just venting about, you know, I was there for you and you cheated on me or you, you know, I found out that you've been sleeping with one of our daughter's idols. You know, how could you? And like, this is fucking hard because I've, I've been in a similar position to that woman. So I get her frustrations. But at the same time. I get that you're venting, but who are you really trying to reach here when you're venting online and just kind of slandering their names? Who are you really reaching? Like the awkward thing where she posts the video of Carmela going, Hey, happy birthday. I hope your day is just as fabulous as you are. It like what's the real fucking offensive thing? <laughs> like Yeah, like she's just being a nice person. Like, yeah. I mean, granted, there was a point where it was like, oh, fucking Corey Graves is scummy. And then you find out, well, if they've been divorced, maybe he's not scummy. And right. Like, I don't know. Like, that's where it starts. I mean, again, of course, I don't know any of the people. I don't know the backstage stuff involved. So this is all speculation and bullshit and blah, blah, blah. But uh, without that, um, that little precursor of, you know, uh, warning to preface that, uh, it comes off to me as the ex-wife is the type of person that 
in a different scenario would be like, you know, those guys, it tends to be guys more than anything, but guys that'll hit on a girl, get rejected and then say, oh, well, I don't, I didn't care. I didn't want to fuck you anyway. You're fat. Bitch. Yeah. Fuck you, bitch. You're You're ugly ugly. anyway. Yeah. I wasn't hitting on you. And it's like, okay, so if they would have said, let's fuck, you would have. And now that they didn't, they're ugly. No. And the, it seems like she wants to just drag them through the mud because you're right. It's like, well, hey, happy birthday. Oh, what a fucking bitch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like. Yeah. Don't steal my I mean, man that decided to leave me many, many months ago before he dated you and that that's not the case. Now, of and course. It, and again, don't know the full story. Can't right. stress that enough. However, we've known this from the dawn of time. Pro wrestling relationships don't work out unless they're kind of all in the pirate ship together that's why nowadays you see so many wrestling relationships you see carmela uh carmela cory graves supposedly you see uh candace LeRae, johnny gargano ricochet and casey stephanie and trish or stephanie and trish my god <laughs> stephanie and triple h that's how tired i am i'd be interested in seeing stephanie and trish a little bit uh um, yeah, so, you know, Daniel Bryan and Brie, like, you know, <laughs> Nikki and John for a little bit. And like, look at why Nikki and John broke up. Oh, shit. I didn't realize he was doing so much in Hollywood and we're not really together all the time. This fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And when like, you're out of the whole, like, hanging out together on a more often basis, you lose that connection. And some of the couples are thankfully able to continue to keep that going. Like Big Show has been with his wife for a long ass time and she wasn't traveling up and down the road with him all the time, but they worked on it. And Mark Henry's wife wasn't on the road with him. And, you know, that worked out. And some well, different now, things. And well, all that. now, are you going to leave sexual chocolate? Well, I mean, what was the problem with Mae Young all this time? <laughs> it worked, right? They got a hand. I mean, yeah, he worked so well. He gave her a hand at 85 or whatever. (laughs) More on Mark Henry a little bit later. But uh, yeah, like without knowing exactly what the full scenario is, and I'm sure also that Corey Graves' wife doesn't know the full scenario because it's hard to be able to see anything from anybody's point of view 100%. Maybe Corey Graves cheated on her with Carmella and then that led to them getting into this whole divorce thing. Or maybe he just kind of had a thing for Carmella way beforehand. And then, uh, you know, it happened to be like, let's split up. And a couple months later, Carmella and he got together and it just happened to be like, hey, awesome. The girl that I had a thing for was whatever. I'm su- surprised that this is Carmella and not Mandy Rose. It would have been so much better if it was Mandy Rose. Yep. Because he never goes nuts about Carmella the way that he does about Mandy Rose. And I think that that's kind of just one of those weird, fun little caveats that goes along with this. Um, yeah, it's a shitty situation for all involved. And I know it's often mentioned, but really overlooked in the long run, especially their kids, dude. It's so shitty for their kids. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Corey in a relationship with Lita, like, not too long before he ended up getting married like he got I, think married thinking, and... I think you're thinking of cm punk i thought that Corey was involved in something with lita then it was like out of nowhere he was just sort of like oh i'm married or something like 
I don't no, know. you're thinking you're thinking of CM Punk who was involved with Lita, and then it was like, "Hey, I'm with AJ. Hey, I married AJ. What the fuck?" Like, hmm. either way, the idea of this whole affair accusation and all that might not be going away anytime soon. But she deleted her Instagram account. Which gives a little bit more credence to the idea that maybe she was kind of talking out of her ass. And maybe this is something that WWE was like, you need to knock this off or else we're going to get some kind of slander thing. That makes me feel a little bit more towards the Corey Graves side of the story than uh, anything else. But, you know, if uh, tomorrow there's a new story where it's like, here's video evidence of Corey Graves with Carmella in the middle of their relationship when they were just about to have the kid or something that it'll be like, all right, scumbag, you know? Yeah. Kinda... And let me be clear. I hate these types of stories. So like I'm commenting on it just, you know, as it's my job and as it's just me talking with my buddy, but I hate these kinds of stories. I think everybody is inevitably a loser at the end of the day, because nobody comes out of this story looking really good. No. You know? I don't know. Even if you're exonerated, you still have that little bit of the stench for the people that don't believe you. And if you don't need to be exonerated because you're guilty of it, then Corey Graves comes out looking bad, Carmella comes out looking bad, and the ex-wife's still hurt. So it's just kind of like lose, lose, lose kind of situation. But... It might be interesting to see if they have any kind of an effect on some things going forward. Didn't happen at Elimination Chamber other than the lack of the entrances. So I doubt it, but you never know. Maybe there's some kind of a reference to it down the line. Maybe somebody just kind of just a little jab out there. being like, I you know, hope it's Tom Phillips only because Corey Graves. Payback. Yeah, I really hope it's Tom Phillips. What was the thing? Do you remember offhand what he had said about the text messages? It was a 205 Live uh, commentary thing, and it was something to the effect of, well, Phillips, I think this is when Alicia Fox was still like on 205 Live and with all the guys. And somebody said, well, Phillips, Noam Dar's got a lot longer than a four-hour flight. And it was just like, ha-ha, because you were on a four-hour flight and you were texting some girl that <laughs> you you wanted her to sit on your face or something. <laughs> <laughs> eh, well, eh. any more uh, news stories about that that comes about, maybe we'll end up talking about it, but maybe not. Who knows? Let's go over to some of the non-WWE-related material, kind of tangentially. The Undertaker has been taking a bunch of appearances elsewhere. He's getting, what was it? $25,000 an hour or something like that. Woo, sure is. Which is just like, Jesus Christ. Like, God, if I could do that. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Hey, Tony, do you want to get him for like an interview for a smart <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'd be like, uh, hey, Mr. Calloway, uh, I'm going to drain my bank account and still own you money. <laughs> but he is going to be taking one for StarCast. And this is very interesting because StarCast is technically not 100% an all-elite wrestling event, but it is something that is obviously an all-elite wrestling event. It's just the type of thing that they're not branded as all-elite wrestling presents StarCast, and it's including these people that are from other different companies and all that. 
it's almost like there's a partnership run by the same people. Like you can go to Olive Garden and enjoy it or hate it. And you can go to Red Lobster and enjoy it or hate it. Both of them are owned by Darden. So it's still going up the funnel. And the idea of Undertaker doing something for a non-WWE thing is just kind of odd. You know? I didn't know that. That um, that thing about Olive Garden and Red Lobster. but And Longhorn. Really? Yep, all three. Huh. There's another one, too. It's uh, something Macaroni Grill or something like that, but I, I don't have any of them in my area, so I don't know. Huh. But Undertaker working all year, not all year, but uh, StarCast, I was genuinely floored by this news because kudos to fucking Conrad Thompson, who is probably crying broke or maybe is a, he did a little bit of nation as they call it and just said fuck it i'm going into debt for this i'll live my life and you know i'll pay it off later but that's a huge get maybe undertaker's only gonna have an hour long session (laughs) oh yeah and now you're gonna have undertaker in the same convention as sting bret hart rick flair Jonathan Coachman. (laughs) And the fucking... The guy. The coach. I mean, God. But how... Like, okay, so like, let's play a game here. You have one Undertaker panel that you can have. What do you do with them? Do you mean like, uh, do you go autograph signing? Do you go Q&A? Like, that kind of thing? Yeah. I'd probably go Q&A. I'm going Monday Night War debate, Undertaker and Sting. Have fun with it. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I think more than likely they'll probably do an autograph signing. But then again, I don't really know much about Starcast plans. So I think they're going to do an autograph signing, and I think they're doing a Q a Q and A, maybe even that live Pritchard show. I think Undertaker gets involved in that. Yeah, that's a good point because Pritchard is pretty tight with Undertaker and they were teasing on the uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre thing that they were trying to figure out a good way to get something special going. That would, yeah, you know what? That might actually be the case. Yeah, and I think it it would be really good. I'd love to see just like that be the thing. Just... Pritchard and Conrad and Taker all talk about like Taker's career and just go down the rabbit hole and just kind of go, yeah, let's talk about uh BSK. Let's talk about, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever pops up. That'd be cool. Now, Hall and Nash are there, or at least Hall is. Do you do like a BSK click <laughs> panel? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you do I like love a- that too? Yeah, that'd be fun, you know? If it is just an autograph signing, that's kind of lame. Because to me... No, if they're announcing The Undertaker, they're going to do something with him for the paying audience at home as well. Because StarCast will be on fight. Okay, they're doing that again, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you would think they would want to do something like that. Hmm. Either way, it's interesting that he's doing a non-WWE thing. It opens the doors for a lot of shit that you don't really think about, you know? 
Well, that's the other thing is a lot of people are going, oh, is he going to wrestle for All Elite? No, he's no, not going to wrestle for no, All Elite. Like, like, it's not happening. I hate when people jump to conclusions like that. But this does open the doors for cool Undertaker shoot interviews, and I'm sorry, but like, is there anyone that you'd want to listen to more other than maybe, you know, Stone Cold, and he's very open on his podcast. Yeah, I don't know if I can really think of anybody that would be better off with something like that, just story-wise, because Undertaker's had a long, long career that spanned multiple different eras. And it spans every era that anybody cares about, and he can tell so many different stories. Yeah, he can go back to Hogan, he can do the Attitude Era, he could do the New Generation, he could do the brand split, the WCW invasion. He could talk about the he rise talk about of people right like, now. like yeah. He could, about, he could talk about NXT. How fucking cool would that be to get Undertaker's input on NXT? Like, there's so much you can do. I couldn't see myself listening to Dead Man talking, though, if he gets into topics that are just like bikes and shit, because I don't care about that. But if it was just pure wrestling, like... I kind of want everything to go through the funnel of the Bruce Pritchard podcast because that's the best kind of thing. Just have somebody be like, all right, we're going to talk about this topic. We're going to talk about Godfather. Let's just go down the rabbit hole about Godfather, you know? Or what are your thoughts on um, your ex-wife, Sarah? You know, like just pitch questions. Yeah, like what were your thoughts on, hey, you know, DDP? He's going to stalk your wife. Right, yeah. This, this is what we're doing. And Vince McMahon is going to be doing the creepy voiceovers for the, for these videos. It's like, so you still pissed at Maven? <laughs> yeah. Are you really like, dead? <laughs> like, you know, like, that's a good question. Like, if I had an, if I had one question to ask the Undertaker, I'd be like, you were put in the ring with a lot of shit. Who would you just go back in time and go, no. Absolutely fucking not. Like, I would be tempted as hell to be that asshole that would go like the one question I would have to be like, "So are you the real Undertaker or is Leslie Nielsen wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> Just to be like, "Now nah, the real Undertaker." Ah, sweet. <laughs> you know, like, worth it. Yep. Why not? <laughs> worth the twenty five thousand dollars. I just <laughs> either that or or be like, "So your name is Kane the Undertaker, and then Kane became your brother." What's your real first name? <laughs> Other than Mark? Unless you're uh, Mark the Undertaker, <laughs> then that's really kind of strange. Uh, they didn't give him a name, actually. I don't think about that. They never gave him like a canon name. So that is very strange. Because I don't think that that's even been the case when that like fake book came out, like the story of the Undertaker and all that. I don't even remember them having names. Other well, than like I, Mark Calloway and all that or something. Like I know that they started referring to him as Mark. When he was the uh, badass, mm-hmm. they did some stuff where he was just Mark, and I didn't. I never liked that. Let me just be honest. I hate humanizing the Undertaker. Like that's just I'm one of those guys who thinks he's perfectly fine as a mythical dead man creature. Yeah, um, it's hard to kind of go be like ten years or whatever of being this wizard kind of character, then be like, by the way, I'm actually just some dude from Texas. It's like, okay, yep. well then, how did you uh, ascend to the heavens and fuck it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sort of... <laughs> Very strange. Wrestling's weird. 
WWE has acquired the rights back again from uh, MLW to War Games. That's interesting. They're in a scenario right now where they don't have to do the War Games thing being one word. And I, I'm assuming that that means that there's no longer going to be a War Games for MLW. That does suck for MLW, though. Yeah, but whatever. WWE needed to get the name back. Maybe that's going to actually put uh, put it more in the likelihood that it's on the main roster. Or, I don't know. Maybe at the very least they just stop using that little lack of a space. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know that MLW owned War Games. Good for MLW, in a way, for having the rights to that for a minute. Yeah, they snatched it up. And that's why WWE didn't do War Games for a bunch of years. That and the little space kind of thing. Because it's like, well, we're not doing war games. We're doing war games. War games. <laughs> um, yeah, this is cool. War games is really one of those matches I want to see transition into the main roster. Once in a while, maybe. I don't want them to start going like, now every year we're going to have war games pay-per-view. Yeah, even though I'm worried that we're getting there with NXT. Yeah, they need to stop doing this kind of stuff, but we've talked about that moment well, we've talked about that ad yeah. nauseum and we will continue to because it's stupid <laughs> like same as i'm gonna die on that hill that tlc is not an actual match um uh, i got one more story here the world's strongest man the mark henry story special that was on the network after elimination chamber and it's obviously on the wwe network now if you want to check it out which i fully recommend i think that you should definitely see this one if you're a fan of mark henry in particular if you're not Maybe you could skip it because it is just the story of Mark Henry. So, you know, I'm not going to pay attention to a documentary about Marilyn Monroe and I don't give a shit about her. So <laughs> whatever the case may be. Uh, Henry is a guy that I think is overlooked a lot. And I've always been a fan of Mark Henry to a certain extent. Obviously, he's never been my top favorite of all time. And he's not somebody who I would be like, oh, Mark Henry could have a great match with a broomstick or something. But I did always like Mark Henry, and I was interested in the story despite not having any interest in actual strongman competitions and weightlifting and all that. I just kind of liked hearing the story of this nice guy, you know? You know what I like? When you have the network and you own everything, use some of that behind-the-scenes footage. And they did that here. You know, where you can see things of, like, Mark Henry just you know, in his early tryouts and like laughing with guys. I enjoy stuff like that because like that to me is what I'm paying for. Right. Same here. You could see him training a little bit with Albert and Draz and Edge, if I remember correctly, being in that group too. And Bradshaw, I saw something. Yeah, some backstage stuff with Bradshaw. There was some backstage stuff with the Hall of Fame and Big Show and all that. And yeah, that. That's the fun stuff, because if it was just going to be reusing old footage from things like the Mae Young hand and all that kind of stuff, well, I've seen that a bunch of times, but... And still Mark no real explanation on the hand. It's no, they still didn't dive into that. <laughs> Could the say they got something up their sleeve, but, you know. The warped mind of Vince McMahon is what it comes down to. That's pretty much it, yeah. Which, I guess that doesn't need any more of an explanation than that. Just kind of like, yeah, it's Vince. Whatever. Fucking weird. But I liked this. I thought that this was a good documentary. I'm surprised that it was something separate and not something like 
a chronicle. Uh, I guess they couldn't really call it chronicle because it wasn't over like a shorter time frame or so, but there's still no real distinction between like WWE 24, WWE Chronicle, WWE whatever. I don't know. Maybe they just figured fuck it interview kind of thing. And that's about it. But you know why? Because they can't put out DVDs of this shit anymore. Who's going to buy them. You know, it's like you could separate it with a beyond the ring feature by putting it on DVD. But since you're not doing that, it just kind of ends up as a network special. Yeah. Tell you what, though, this was way, a good change of pace from Edge of Christian show. And it was a good special. I definitely want to see more like that. I'm, again, that's why I subscribe. I'm into documentary type stories of certain guys. You know, give me the story of X Pac. You know, like here's a guy who popularized the cruiserweight style. Give me that story. Yeah, I'd watch the shit out of that. Um, let's do something on China before the whole fam. Do you know, uh, oh, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. We're going to save that for a little bit later. Um, cause I did mention before that we might get into the whole China situation with our main event this week. Maybe something's going to change on that. Maybe not. I don't know. Smackdown, of course, hasn't happened yet because we just watched Raw and all the other kind of stuff that goes along with that. But we might dive more into China. And if that's the case, then do the old plug stuff which we'll get into in a minute but uh thumbs up from both of us on this mark henry story definitely check that out yeah all i have is uh all those hot tags is there anything else you can think of uh nope but i'll do a quick search just to make sure we're not missing anything i'm assuming uh, not yeah abyss started working for WWE tonight with Raw, which is really cool. Maybe not the best Raw to be able to make your debut on because I felt that was pretty underwhelming. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing really big. All right, so you guys know the score when it comes to that. In 20 minutes after I start editing this, it'll be yeah, yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody will. That's the way it's been the last couple of weeks, guys. We we get out of the hot tags, and then the very next thing in the morning, it's like, here's this major fucking news story. Yeah, turns out that Becky Lynch is actually not Becky Lynch. She was a horse the whole time, and like, you know. Uh, horse in the main uh, event of WrestleMania, that's the first time ever, if that's the first case. First time ever. But if that does happen, maybe I'll put up a small package or something like that. Same old, same old. So... As far as same old, same old goes, same old, same old when it comes to the podcast. I, why am I saying podcast? When it comes to the plugs, I'm tired. So hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Ring the bell for the notifications to be aware of the next thing that's coming your way, which, as I mentioned before, might be one more match China. It might be Superstar Scores China. It might be Superstar Scores New Age Outlaws. might be going over. Maybe we're going to bring that back. Maybe we'll do Top Rope List. I'm assuming that's probably one more match, but you know, if you have any suggestions, drop them in the comments below, and we'll try to factor that in too. We've got the YouTube channels, uh, stuff I already took care of, but I didn't talk about the Facebook and the Twitter, which are both at Smartout Moments. So follow those as well. Make sure you go to SmartOutMoment.com to find out anything else that's happening along that front. 
Check out the other stuff I've got cooking on eWrestling News and Bleacher Report, but I've also got FanboysAnonymous.com, which is where I talk about all the stuff when it comes to superheroes and movies and TV shows and all that. The Oscars are coming up on Sunday. Still haven't watched a bunch of those movies, and I kind of don't want to, but maybe I'll be doing something about that. Maybe Rob will be joining me, some kind of review of the Oscars or something along those lines. Still got to check out the second Lego movie. I might watch Alita if I have any chance to see that, but it kind of doesn't look all that great to me, so maybe I won't. Uh, Fighting with my family. Yeah, I actually don't know if that's playing in my theater like right around me, so that is something I might have to hold off on a little bit more than what I thought, so I don't know. I'm going to have to try to look into that and hunt it down a little bit. But that might be popping up too, and if that's the case, I'll post on the Smart Cow Moment side of things so everybody knows. And uh, blah, 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 blah. I think that's about it for me. Anything else you want to toss out there? Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dude for Lease. You know, check out the weeklies. Check out Callum's wonderful article about why Charlotte should be in the main event of WrestleMania this year. And stay tuned for 2001 Wrestling Odyssey February coming to you very soon. Alrighty, everybody, that's going to do us in for 377 or whatever number we're on. Doesn't matter right now. <laughs> we will talk to you next time, everybody. This has been another Smart Count Moment, and we're being counted out. Yeah.